Okay, so this is something new, trying to review uh, the previous seven dafin. Uh, let's see how long this takes. Okay, so Erevin, Daf Beis, Medalef. The Mishnah opens up the discussion of a Mavoy. Now, a Mavoy is, imagine an alleyway shaped like a Ches, and there are a bunch of homes. Each home has a garden or chutzer in front of it, and that chutzer goes into a main alleyway, which is surrounded by three walls. So from a halachic standpoint, it is considered a Rishasei since there are three walls. However, Chazal were concerned that one would confuse this mavoi with a Rishasei and therefore they require that you do something at the entranceway of the mavoi, of the alleyway, in order to to take away that concern. So what should a person do? We're going to see either you put a kaira, a cross beam, on top of this entranceway, on top of the two walls uh, as you walk in, or you put a lechia side post on the side of one of the two walls, and the next few prakim get into the details of the halachas of kaira and the halachas of lechi. So the Mishnah starts off discussing a kaira, where you had a cross beam on top of the entranceway, and the question is, how high can it be? So right away, if Machlekes, the Tanakhama says, the maximum it could be is 20 amas. If it's above 20 amas tall, you must take it down, lower it, and Rabbi Huda holds no problem. It could even be above 20 amas tall. And the Mishnah concludes that, what about the width? So at this point, we're going to say that, that uh, that when it comes to the, the size of a, of a kaira, the width has to be less than 10 amas wide. However, if it's a tsura sapasach, which is your classic community Erev, or someone has an uh, Erev in their, uh, in their yard, if they uh, don't rely on the community Erev, or there's no Erev available, so we usually do a tsura sapasach, we have your, uh, your fishing wire and your two-by-fours, so that's a tsura sapasach, that could be wider than 10 amas, that's fine. We're going to see an opinion in the, later on in the Gemara of Rav that a Tzuras Pesach can only be ten amas, but that is not the accepted opinion. Okay. Now we got to figure out this concept of of, uh, of something being puzzle. We have another Mishnah. The Mishnah tells us in Sukkah that Sukkah that's Gavoy Lamal Mitzrama Psula says it's puzzle. So we're going to see that this is connected with each other. And that's the that's the um, theme of the first half comparing Sukkah to to uh, to uh, Erevin. So right off the right off the bat, the Gemara asks, how come by Sukkah it says Pasol, and how come by by uh, Mavoy it says you might lower it down? So first answer is that by Daraisa we say Pasol, and by Darabans we say you might. Why is that? So either we say Pasol, and as Rashi explains, everybody knows what to do with it. So to say Pasol, and then we'll figure out that by Daraisa, as everybody knows, mitzvahs, they know what to do for Sukkahs. Uh, the other shot we said in, in, the, in, the, in the daf was that, uh, based on the nasivas, that when it comes to the rice, there's an isra chevza, so you could say pasul, as opposed to the rabbanon, there's no isra on the chevza, it's isra on the gavra. You, you cannot use this, you have to make it lower, so it makes sense to use the term yemait. Then the Gemara has another answer that by sukkah, there are many halachas, so therefore just telling you to lower it is not going to do anything. It's nefisha mile, so it just says pasul to keep the Mishnah. Uh, abridged, as opposed to Erevin, not too many halachas, and now we're laughing, you know, as we're seven daf in, eight daf in, um, there are many halachas that we already saw, but either way, the Gemara, the Gemara tells us that Mavoy has less halachas, and therefore, it could tell us you might, and you're already mostly there when you have your kaira going across your, your uh, Mavoy. Okay, then the Mishnah had told us that if it's above 20 amos, it's possible. Now, at this point, we're assuming that when when Chazal required us to do something to the entranceway of the Mavoy, meaning I have three walls, I have this Ches, so really, Minatayra, this is considered a Rishus HaYachid, but I have to do something at the entranceway. So at this point, we're going to assume I have to make a Pesach. I have to do something that resembles an entranceway. Either this is going to be a Heker, it's going to remind us that this is different than a Rishus HaRabim, or it's actually doing something like a Mechitza. But either way, I need some type of Pesach. So the question is, how high can this Kaira be, this cross beam be, and we're still going to call it a Pesach? So the question is, where do we look? So on one end, you would say, okay, let's you know, let's speak to your contractor and ask him what's the widest opening, you know, in a chutzer. But first, the Gemara says, we'll look in psukim. So we assume the machlekes between the Tanakam and Rabbi Huda is regarding psukim. Either we learn it out from the hechel that the hechel was twenty amas tall, or we learn it out from the ulam. Now we have the opinion of Rabbi Huda that the ulam could be forty. What well, the ulam was forty amas. 
and we bring out many psukim. We compare Mishkan to the base of Mikdash. Then we ask questions regarding other times the Torah uses the word Pesach by Pesach Sharachatzer. So that was option. That was the uh, first jab at trying to figure out the machlekes regarding the twenty amos. Then the Gemara brought the opinion of Bar Kapara that even if it's more than forty amos, it's still kosher, and that kind of threw a monkey wrench in our whole sugya. Uh, as, as even Rav Yehuda says, 40, 50 amas, so then we can no longer assume that the Machlekes is regarding Pesukim. So the second option is that really the Chachamim hold, it's based on the Pasuk of the Hecho, but Rav Yehuda argues, he says, no, why would you look at a Pasuk? Let's try to figure out the biggest, uh, largest Pasach doorways, and that's the doorway of the Malachim, of kings, and that's why Rav Yehuda allows up to 50 amas. So the Machlekes is either... Either we go look at Pesukim, and you have the Heichel, or we look at the Malachim. Now, by the way, once we learn that Chachamim, at least according to this opinion, are going with the the uh, Pesach of the Heichel, we ask several questions. We ask, first of all, the Pesach of the Heichel had doors. So it seems like a tour, even if, the, I'm sorry, it had a Tzuras Pesach. So if there's a Tzuras Pesach, then the maximum should still be 10 Amos wide and not wider. Why did the Mishnah say it could be wider than 10 Amas? So the Gemara says, you're right, that's only according to the opinion of Rav, and Rav himself would hold that Tzuras Pesach cannot be more than 10 Amas. Then we got into the discussion of an Amaltara, that perhaps an Amaltara shouldn't work, yet we see by Sukkah, by Mavoy, an Amaltara, which is a fancy design, either of birds or there's actual nests, or there's beams, fancy wood. So that gets a person to look up. So that should work even uh, above 40, 40 amos or above 20 amos, yet the, if you're learning out from the Heichel, the Heichel had an Amaltara, and the Heichel was only 20 amos. So that leads us to the third and final option regarding the Machlekes between the Tanakama and Rav Yehuda, and now we compare it back to Sukkah, same Machlekes uh, by Sukkah. By Sukkah it says, There's a concept that you have to know that you're sitting in the Sukkah. So you look up, you see the Schach. So there's a machlekes, how high can a person, would a person typically notice something? So one opinion is 20 amas, therefore schach has to be within 20 amas. The other opinion would be more than 20 amas. So the same way we say that by schach, the same thing will be said by, by mavoy. Okay, then the Gemara says, if I have the same machlekes by Erevin and Sukkah, if I have the Machlekes by Sukkah, why do you have to tell me the Machlekes by Erevin as well by my voice? So the Gemara says, well, Sukkah would be more makel. Since a person's sitting down, he's making Kiddush in the Sukkah, he's relaxing, so he'll look up eventually, he'll space out, you know, dur- during uh, during the Dara Torah, and he'll see the Sach. However, by Mavoy, people are walking around, they might not necessarily notice it, so it's a bigger Kiddush to say the 20 Amis high, people still recognize it by Mavoy. Then the Gemara moves on to the following question. Interesting question. Let's see if Miktas Kairi, if part of the beam is within 20 amas, but the the height, the uh, the top of the beam is above 20 amas from the ground. So do we say that we like slice it off uh, imaginatively and we still left with a good Kaira, or we say it's too high? So Rabba says by a Mavoy, it's fine, but by Sukkah, it's possible. So what's the concern? The concern is that some of it's going to be missing it's going to get sliced off, and you're only going to be left with the with the part of the beam that's higher. So Rabba says, buy a mavoy. So then there's Robin there. It's it's usually a community Arab. It's a neighborhood Arab. So people are there. They remind each other if something happens. As, as we quoted from the Vilna Gain, that's why we're allowed to read Kriya Satira. We're allowed to read from the Tyra and Shabbos. There's no concern. And he said the same applies to the Megillahs, Shera Shirim, and Echa versus Megillahs Esther, which is the Chiv and the Yachid. Then there's a concern a person might carry it in Rishus Rabbim. So that is the opinion of Rabbah that by a Mavo it's kosher, but by Sukkah it would be a problem because by Sukkah it's an individual he might forget. However, uh, I'm fine, fine. Ravina says a different answer. Sukkah is deraisa, so it makes sense to be more machmer. Uh, uh, um, Mavoy is derabanan, so we make So that's the first approach of the Gemara. Comes along Rav Abani. Mamish says the opposite, literally the opposite. That by Sukkah, since Sukkah is a yachid's own private Sukkah, so even if some schach gets gets taken out and he only is left with the schach that's above twenty amos. He'll remind him, he'll, he'll know, he has to lower it down. He'll be on top of it, it's, he'll take a chrayas. However, by a mavoy, it's the rabim. Many people are involved, 
when many people are involved, so then we call this the Kadera de Beishutvi, that uh, pot, you know, with partners, that two people are supposed to take care of it, no one ends up getting this done. Similar halacha we mentioned by mezuzah, the mezuzah the rabbim, we only obligate them to check it less often than mezuzah the yachid, because by a rabbim, when many people are involved, it's uh, hard to be conf- it's difficult to be confident that it's going to get done. Now, on the same theme, we could switch around what Ravina said. Ravina says, by sukkah, which is der araisalai, by chizuk, Mezuzah, the Rabbanon, Bo'i Chizak. How do we paskin? So we paskin the Chalatnan, that when we say 20 Amas, it means 20 Amas from the ground up until the, the bottom of the Schach, or the bottom of the Kaira. And that's what we pass. And then Brysa, then the Gemara asked, but it seems like we, uh, we don't say that. So the Gemara there says that Lamata is the same as Lamala. The same way Lamala, 20 Amas, is the Halal, is the hollow. So to Lamata, when we say it has to be at least 10 Tvachim high, it means you need 10 Tvachim of hollow before you start your Schach by Sukkah, before you start your Mavoy. Okay, now once we mention uh, 20 Amas, the Gemara gets into an interesting discussion regarding your standard Amma that we use. When we talk about throughout Shas, measuring with an Amma, 20 Amas, 10 Amas, down Amas, how do you measure an Amma? So, so Abaya says that an ama, that first of all, we're always machmer. So the bigger ama the, will, will be more machmer, but there's two ways to measure it. You can measure with five tzvachim per ama or six tzvachim per, per ama. And Rashi tells us off the bat that we will be machmer, which, whichever one makes is, is more appropriate. Okay, then Abaya says when it comes to a, when it comes to a, uh, a mavoi, we use an ama of five, of five tzvachim. And when it comes to sukkah, we use an amma five tochim. When it comes to kalayim, when it comes to planting uh, uh, vegetables near the vineyard, then we use the amma of six kalayim. So we're going to go see this one at a time quickly. So when it comes to a mavoi, we use the smaller amma, meaning when we say a mavoi that's above 20 amas is puzzle, so that meaning the kaira is above 20 amas is puzzle, so that means it will be quicker to apostle it. So being more machim, we're using the five tevach amma. The same thing by appearance. So if you have, a, you have a, a breach in the wall, so we'll use the smaller shear of five tevachim to apostle it before it would it, it even extends to the six tevach amos, and therefore being more machmer. So the Gemara says, is that true? That all amos by mavi ends up being more machmer by using the smaller size? However, there's a concept like this, that there's a kula, there's a leniency that a mavoi only needs a lechi or a kaira. You don't need a tzuras pesach By a chatzor, you need a tzuras pesach in order to close off a breach. By a mavoi, you don't need that. All you need is a lechi or a kaira. However, how do we measure the minimum standard of a mavoi? It's dalad amos by dalad amos. So if you're using the smaller shear, that means we're being more makel. By using the smaller shear, that means that this size, dalad amos by dalad amos, of five tvachim is already considered a mavoi and has the kulos. So what are we going to do? So, so there's two answers. Answer number one is either a baya holds, like the sheet that holds, that's four tvachim by four tefachim create a mavoi so we're never using the shear of dalad amas of five tefachim lakula so it's a dal by dal tefachim that create a mavoi so we're not measuring by amas or he could say you're right when I said that that we always go by mavoi um, with five amas that's only rive rive of the time that we measure a mavoi will use amas of five tefachim but you're right there will be times when it would end up being a kula that will be machmer and use the six tefach amas what about by sukkah? So he says by sukkah we always use the five tefach amma. What's the halacha for? For the goiva, the height, the doif and akuma, and the smaller amma will make you be more machmer. You can't have such a long bent wall, or you can't have such high schach. Okay. So the Gemara says, what about uh, Akasha? I'll show you a, a, a case where the amma, by using the smaller shear, is actually a kula. When we say the minimum size where a person could be yaitza his mitzvah of sukkah, Person has a chiyav to send the sukkah, so it could be yotze with four by four amos. So you see that using a smaller shear would be more makel. So, answer number one is that a bayah could hold like the opinion that you don't need dal by dal amos in order to make a sukkah. Although when it comes to dira, when it comes to mezuzah, you need dal by dal amos. There it's a diras keva, but sukkah is a diras arai. So the opinion how he passing is roishiv rubai v'shochane. That's enough for the minimum size of a sukkah. You're not measuring by dalamis. Or you could say that once again, when he said we measure by by um, by five tvachim, that's talking about rive most of the time. You're right. You'll find me a case where we'll measure by six tvachim, no problem. Okay, then we come to the final case of climb. So he said, by climb, we should measure by six amas. So what's the example of climb? So a person has a vineyard. Halach is, you're not allowed to plant seeds 
or uh, or vegetables or, or, or sorry uh, yeah vegetables or, or grain in your in your uh, vineyard that's called kalai hakerem. However, let's say you have an empty space of 16 amos. You have this big gap of 16 amos. So then you're allowed to plant in the middle of the gap, or let's say it was in between the vineyard and the wall. If you have six, uh, you had a certain uh, 12 amos there. So then you're allowed to plant in between. So when I'm measuring how big my gap is. If I use the bigger amma, I'll be more machmer. I need more space in order for me to allow to allow planting in this vineyard. So it makes sense. You use the amma of six tzvachim. I will ask you a question. There will be a time when the, when kalayim, by using the bigger shear, you'll be more makel. So there's an, there's an opinion that holds that kalaya karam is only when it's actually called a karam. Meaning, let's say you had one one row of grapes, or you had that would not be considered a karam. So how do we define a karam? That means in between each row of, of, of grapes, of vines, there's dalaramas. If you don't have dalaramas between each row, then it's not called a karam. You can literally plant it right there. So if you measure with a six tefach amas, so then it's going to be, you're going to need a much bigger space in order to call it a karam to be machmer. So by using the bigger shear, you're actually being more makeup. And you're allowing more planting to happen because we're going to say this is not called a vineyard because it's only a five tefach amma times four and not six tefach amma times four. So we have two answers again. Either he goes to the chachamim that hold you do not need uh, to be uh, to have the space to be called a vineyard, or he says you're right that really when I say that climb is by six six tefach amas, that's rive of the time. So. That's that's the the answer we could you know that's the cop out answer for all three of these examples. So that was the opinion of Abaya. Comes along Rava. Rava says Abaya, you're totally wrong. All Amos are always going to be six tefachim. Now w- w- there are different shiurim that will be more machmir sometimes. But when we are more machmir, when we measure things, we're going to call those uh, Amos of seichakos, which means that when we measure the six tefachim, it's going to be seichakos, like a laughing when a person smiles, so their lips are separated. So that is uh, the fingers are separated when you measure the Amos, So it's going to be a few inches. Uh, Bigger. Each amma will be bigger. So that's that will be soichakois. And at seivois is when a person is uh, closes his lips together. So that's called a tefach uh, of of atzev, or it means he's 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 depressed. He's only into himself. So it's it's a, a tight fist at seivois. So that would be a smaller shear if you want to be machmer like that. Okay. Um, so the gemara said brings a question. We brought a brisa that sounds like all amas are bas shisha. So you see from there that that how could bias say sometimes we'll see an Amos five tvachim. There the Mishnah says all Amos are six tvachim. So either bias says that that is talking about Kalayim, or if you look at the end of the Gemara, the Gemara there is of Shimon says that by Kalayim is six. Uh, but but uh, or, or sorry, Shem Gamliel says climb six. But the Tanakhama holds. I know that that there are there is there will be a machloek. I'm sorry, there will be a is between Shem Gamliel, of Shem Gamliel saying only climb is six, but not the other uh, measurements. And the Tanakhama would hold all of them are six. So either way, according to Abaya, there's no problem. It's a machloekas in the Tanam. Ravo could say there's no machloekas. When Shem Gamliel says climb gets the uh, gets the bigger ama, meaning the the bigger tefachim per ama. He's referring to climb. When would it be a situation where you would measure with a smaller shear? So that would be parts of the, of the mezbeach. That would that would get the uh, the the tefach. That would get the the, the ama of five tefachim. Okay. Now, once we mentioned measurements, we move into a more famous gemara. This is a uh, not really an eruvin gemara, not really eruvin sugya. But we'll see how it how it affects Erevin. So we said that the following three things are halacha l'moishim yisina. It's called shiurim, chatzitzin, and mechitzas. The the minimum size for something. The chatzitza when a person goes to the mikvah, the, uh, the there's a chatzitza. They have paint on their body, and mechitzas the content of the mechitzas, which play a role in sukkah and Erevin. All these things are halacha l'moishim yisina. Meaning, it was passed down from us. Uh, it's not a pasuk. So the Gemara is going to ask, and all three things 
that don't we see that this is found in Psukim and not necessarily Halacha Lemoshim Misinai. So first of all, Shiurim, you're telling me that that the, the minimum size of uh, you know to Ichela would be a Kazayas. Those things are Halacha Lemoshim Misinai. We have a pasuk. The pasuk is by Shiva Saminim, and the Gemara goes through that each one teaches me a different shear, a different size. So the Gemara concludes, yeah, but it doesn't say it in the pasuk. It's an Asmachta Ba'amba. It really is Halacha Lemoshim Misinai. Doesn't say it explicitly in the pasuk what uh, what the Shiurim are. What about Chatzitzin? So we said it's Halacha Lemoshim Misinai, but hold on, the pasuk says Rachat is called. Sorry, but Mayim, you have to have your entire body in order. So of course you can't have a chatzitza. So the Gemara says, yeah, the halach l'moshim misina is coming in, coming to include a person's hair. So the Gemara asks, but S includes hair. So the Gemara says, you're right. What the halach l'moshim misina is telling me that the only time there's going to be a concern for chatzitza is when it's ruba umakbed. It has to cover most of the person's body, and they have and they're makbed on it. They care about it. They don't. They don't want. They, they don't want it to be on them. But if uh, they're not makbed on it, they don't mind. So then, or it's not roiv, it would not be a problem midaraisa. What if it has one of them? It's either a person's makbed or it's roiv. So then midarabanan. It will be a problem of chatzitza, midrabanan. And this leads us to, there's an entire simon in Yeridea called simon kuf tzadiches, based on a parak in Mesechtos Mekvois, and many other uh, sugyas and shas, discussing what a chatzitza is. And uh, a person should know the halachas of chatzitza when, 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 a, when a person goes to the mikvah. Okay. That is regarding chatzitza. What about the third one, mechitzas? So we said it's halacha l'mosh misina. So the Gemara says, don't we know midaraisa, there's a concept of of a mechitza from the fact that the shechina, whatever that means, does not uh, rest on the ground. Hashemayim shemayim l'ashem va'aretz nasam levnei adam. Yet the shechina spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu from on top of the aron. So you see, the aron was ten tefachim high. Isn't that shouldn't that be a source for the concept of mechitza being ten tefachim? So we have two answers. Rabbi, either we go with Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda held the aron was only uh, on top of the parichas, uh, on top of the kapiris would not be ten tefachim. It would only be eight point five amos, and therefore there's no source for this ten amos mechitza. Or even according to our mayor, that the aron in fact with the kapiris was ten tefachim. Still, we need the halachas of mechitza. Halachah l'moish mesina to teach me daifen, akuma, and lavud and good. All those other halachas, all those great halachas regarding a mechitza are halachah l'moish mesina. Okay, so moving on to ready daf hey. So the Mishnah told us that you have to lower down. If you have a kaira that's 20 amis above the ground, you have to lower it. So halakhli, you can't lower the, the beam. The beam is resting on top of the walls. So what do you do? You re- lift up the, the ground. So the, this is called balamata. You're trying to, to uh, narrow the gap between the floor and your kaira. The easiest way to do it is by raising the ground. So how much ground do I have to raise? I mean, I obviously have to raise it to the height that it's no longer 20 amos below the kaira, but how deep into the alleyway does it have to be raised? Rebbe says a tefach, Abaya says four tefach. I mean, we're going to have four different possibilities of what their point of contention is. Option number one, the machlekes is, is a mutter lehishtamesh tachas kaira. The question is, are you allowed to use the, the area underneath, uh, underneath the, the beam? If you're allowed to use the area underneath the beam so then so then perhaps you would still have a uh, you would by looking up you would, you would you would still see it but if you're not able to use the place underneath the beam so then let me just uh, double check here I'm saying this by heart one second yeah so the more like this that if you hold it, you're allowed to use you're allowed to use the space underneath the beam. So you're just going to say it's a tefach because you hold it's a mechitza, and therefore the chudai hachitzone, the outer part of the beam goes down and makes a and, and makes a mechitza, and therefore when it goes down, it's going down to within twenty amos of the ground, and therefore you're good to go. But if you hold it, you're not allowed to use the area underneath the beam. So when the mechitza goes down, it it still goes down to 21 amas because I don't have the raised floor by the edge of my kaira and the assumed, the assumed kaira would be one tefach. So that's option number one. Option number two, maybe the machleka says, is it a hacker or a mechitza? That if it's a hacker, um, meaning the point of a kaira, the crossbeam, is it just to remind you that this is not a regular Rosh So even if there's only a tefach 
of depth of the ground going into the alleyway, there's still a good hacker. I look up, I see it. But if it's functioning as a mechitza, so is it, what's it a mechitza to? It's making a partition for what? The chum hold, that in order for it to make a partition, you need a sizable floor to be part of that partition, and therefore it has to be at least four tvachim. Third option is they're arguing regarding a hacker on the ground, meaning everyone holds it's at the point of a kaira is hacker. Now, when I have this hacker on the ground, when I see that there's elevated ground there, does is it enough to have one tefach, just like the hacker shamala of the cross beam, or do I need to have four tefachim? And the fourth option is, is there a concern that maybe the dirt will erode? So if I have four tefachim, uh, into my alleyway. So even if some of it erodes, I have an insurance policy. But if I only have one tefach of dirt, so by the time people walk in, you know, uh, or on a snowy day or it rains, I'm not going to have this tefach remaining. So that's the question. Are we concerned for Shema Yivchois Kamifligi? Okay. Then I think I'm going to ask another question. What if your the walls of your mavoi are less than 10 tfachim high. So putting a kaira on top of it is not going to work. So here you have to literally uh, dig into the ground. You have to excavate uh, and dig into the ground. So how deep do you have to go into your mavoi? So Rav Yoyce says here you need four tfachim, and Abayah says here you need four amas. And over here you're literally creating the walls. You don't have a mavoi. So the Gemara asks, how do we see, what's the source that, that a mavoi is, is, uh, is four amas? So we bring up the, the opinion of Rav Ami and Rav Asi. They bring the following uh, situation. So back to our mavoi. A mavoi has three walls. You have your back wall, mavoi sesame has three walls, and you have your two walls on the side creating your ches. What if one of those walls, those front, uh, you know, one of the sides, there's a breach in the wall? So mavoi shenifrats mitzidai, uh, that one of the sides has a pirza. So we say like this, let's say the pirza is in the middle, in middle of the wall, but the beginning of the ches, the beginning of the alleyway, you still have a good wall, part of it. So if you have four tfachim of wall, so then that's considered that the wall already started, and now I'm allowed to have a breach of up to 10 amas. That is the opinion of Ami and Rav Asi. So it seems like, according to Rav Yosef, he fits with Rav Ami, because he holds that a mavoi just needs four tfachim. When you're excavating, all you need is four tfachim deep into the alleyway in order for you to create a new mavoi. And according to Abaya, it doesn't this thing. Perhaps you could differentiate. By the case of Rav Ami Rav Asi, I already had an existing mavoi. I had walls that were 10 tfachim high. I had three walls, a ches, and then there's a breach. So we have to figure out, is this still salvageable? However, our situation where the walls itself are not 10 tfachim high, and I'm excavating to create a mavoi, it's called tchilas mavoi, so then perhaps I need a, a hush of space of dalit by dalit amas. Okay, now the Gemara goes to try to defend Abaya. How does Abaya know that dalit by dalit amas is, uh, is key here? So he says like this, that that when um, that when we have a, a mavoi, so let me just get the place. So a person, so there's a special heter by a mavoi that you could use a lechi or a kaira. So, second. I apologize. So here we go. Hey, man, I'm Rabbi. I'm not Minula. The Tani learned in a brayso in Mavu Niter Belechi V'Kaira Al Shibatim V'Chatzir B'Sukhim. Oh, very good. I'm trying to read my notes here. Sorry. So, so the, the there's a heter by a mavoi that all you need is a is a lechi or a kaira. So, but this only applies when you have doors, a and a chatzir and a house. Meaning you have homes 
uh, going into into a courtyard, and that courtyard go, opening up into this alleyway. However, if the minimum shear of a mavi was four tfachim, it would be impossible because the minimum size of a doorway is four tfachim. How could you tell me I'm going to have two doors? Because you need to have at least two homes, two doors leading into this alleyway. Each door is four tfachim. It's not going to be big enough. And, and we know that we have a Messiah that uh, mavi can't be wider than uh, it can't, the, 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 it can't be more wide than long, and therefore you can't just say, well, you'll have two doors facing the street. It has to be that the mavoi is perpendicular to the street. It's an alleyway. So how is it going to work? So that's why Abayah says it must be that four tzvachim is not enough, and the next available shear would be Dalad Amis by Dalad Amis. What would be the response? The response would be, if you do it on an angle, as Rashi has in the picture, on a Karen Zavis, that would be fine. Next uh, proof that Abaya brings is from the case called Lechi Haboylet. So, meaning you have your Lechi has, uh, a Mavli has three walls. You have your shape of a Ches. Now, what if I have my fourth wall? So, what if it, I already started building my fourth wall? So, this is called the Lechi Haboylet. And the fourth wall is, you know, is, is making the, uh, it makes an L, an L shape. And Seems like that should be a good mavoi. So we said up until four amos, if it's less than four amos wide, it is indeed a good uh, lechi. However, if it's more than four amos, then it would not be a good lechi. So what do you see from here? You see that dal amos creates its own mavoi. It's, it's a sizable thing. However, Rav Yosef can respond that this point is that nothing to do with a mavoi. We're trying to figure out how wide can a lechi be. A lechi is a side post. If it's more than four amas, it's no longer a lechi. It's a, it's a regular wall. So therefore, that is what uh, the machlekos would be. Now, once we mention this halacha of lechi abaylet, so the Gemara gets into it. Now, you have a lechi abaylet. So you have your fourth wall, and it's it's taking up some space of the entranceway. So if it's more than da'od amas, you need to have another lechi. Tzarech lechi acher lehatiroi. So where do you put this? If you put it on the same side, aren't you just lengthening the lechi abaylet and it shouldn't work? So option number one is put it on the other side of the wall. Option number two is you make it make the lechi bigger or smaller than the lechi abaylet, and therefore it will be noticeable that it's different, and that would work as a lechi. Okay. So then the Gemara says, Amar of Hunabrei derav Yeshua, lets you have um, that that if if the entrance way to the mavoi is le- is seven amois or less, so you're always good to go. Why? When you have this lechi abaylet, because you're always going to have oimid maruba ala parts. That the lechi, if it's more than dalad amois, so dalad amois is going to be roiv out of seven. So four out of seven amois will have this concept of oimid maruba The oimid, the standing wall, is maruba ala parts, is more than the parts, more than the breach, and therefore. That is considered a fourth wall. What if it's less than four amas? Then it's a good lechi. So we're good to go. And how does he know this? He learns that this concept of oimei merubah parts. he learns it from a kavachamer from chatzar, from a courtyard. A chatzar doesn't work with a lechi or kaira, yet when you have oimei merubah parts, it's considered a sealed wall. So too, by a mavli, which does uh, work with a lechi or kaira, for sure oimei merubah ala parts. So the Gemara says, Hold on. How can you compare it to Chatzar? Chatzar is more lenient than Mavoi in a different halacha because a Chatzar, if you have a breach of 10 Amas, up to 10 Amas, it's fine. But a Mavoi doesn't work like that. Even after Fort Tvachim, it's not, a good, it's not, it's not considered a, a wall anymore. It's considered a parrot. So the Gemara says, nah, we, we, this Mandamar holds that even by a Mavoi, the Pirza is 10 am, up to 10 Amas, and we're going to see that in a future Gemara. Then we, uh, we, we tried to figure out what Rav Huna would have held. But either way, Rav Ashi says, even if the entranceway is eight amos, you're good to go. Why? Meaning if I have this lechi habaylet on the fourth wall, and my entranceway is less than is, is eight amos or less, we're good. Why? Because if the lechi is less than four amos wide, so anyways, it's a lechi, so it's fine. If it's more than four amos wide, so it's 4.1 amos, 4.1 out of 8, we have Oymen Merubah. What if it's literally, uh, you know, 4 and 4, or Suffolk? So we say Suffolk, Lechi, or Suffolk, by Erevin, Lakula, and we could make also, according to Rav Ashi, even eight, uh, even an 8 amos entrance, when you have a Lechi Abolet, you'd be good to go. Okay. 
Then the Gemara is like this. Mavoi shenifrat. So you have a mavoi, you have this, uh, your alleyway, your ches, and there's a nifrat, there's a parts in it, there's a breach in it. So it depends. If it's betzita, if it's on the side wall, so then up to 10 amas, you're good to go. Um, uh, what about um, the front? So we say no, for the front, uh, only four, four, four tzvachim. So the Gemara says... What, why we make? Why are we differentiating between a the front of the the front wall versus the side? So we assume that the front is used as a as a uh, I'm sorry the side is used as a as a um, pesach. So the Gemara says, well, the front is also used as a pesach. So if the front is used as a pesach, so it should also be up to ten amas. So the Gemara says, you're right. When we said it only could, could up to four tvachim, that's talking about the, the corner. When you have a breach in the corner of the entranceway, so that you only have until four tvachim. Now, the Gemara says, what is the, uh, what is the, what is the shita of Rav? So we're not sure. Either Rav was being extra machmir, or really he held uh, that, that up after four tvachim is really considered uh, breached. But either way, the Gemara goes into the famous L-shaped Mavoy, which is called the Mavoy Akum, and we're trying to bring a Raya to Ravuna. So let's talk about the L-shaped Mavoy, and this actually comes up a few times in the uh, ensuing daf. So there's a concept called, well, we were talking about the first five daf, in, in, in first, uh, up until daf, hey, in Erevin, we were talking about a Mavoy that is considered a Mavoy Sasum, a Ches-shaped Mavoy. Three walls, it's a Rosh Hashanah. What if there's only two walls and it's open on the other side? So that's called a Mavi Mufolosh. So as you can imagine, a Mavi Mufolosh, you need to do more than just putting a Lechi or Kaira on one end. You need to do more than that. So that everyone agrees you have to do more. Now, another question is, when I have a bent Lechi, so is that called... Meaning there's an L-shaped, I'm sorry, a bent mavoi, an L-shaped mavoi. Is that called mafulosh? Because you start on one end, you end up on the other end. Or is it called sasum? Because if I walk straight, I bump into the bend. And I do not end up in the, you know, on the other side. So is that called mavoi mafulosh or mavoi sasum? Rav holds, it's mafulosh. And Shmuel holds, it's sasum. Okay, so let's picture this L. Now, at the end of the at at the uh, the end of the first uh, leg of the L, before you make your bend, before you make your turn, so that breach into the second half of the L, how big is it? If it's bigger than ten amos, and how could Shmuel say that it's a uh, a mavoy sasum closed? There's a huge gap in the back of this. So must be we're talking about less than ten amas, and still Rav holds this is called mafulosh. So must be that less than ten amas, Rav holds is a problem is, is considered a pirza, and this is a proof that Rav holds like Rav Huna that four tefachim is considered a pirza. So Gemara says no. Perhaps you could differentiate between this case of the L-shaped mavoy versus you have a hole on the side of your wall. Why? Because over here, when you're L-shaped mavoy, everybody walks through it. In order to get out of this mavoy, everybody's walking through it. So that's called a pirza. However, in the case of Ravuna, so then not everyone's walking through it, and therefore, only four, even, even after four tfachim, that will be considered a, a, a pirza. So the Gemara says, really? Hold on a second. Rav Huna is going to say that, uh, that four tfachim is considered a, is, is considered a pirza? But hold on. Rav Asi and Rav, Rav Ami and Rav Asi said, then you have a pirza on the side of the wall. That's, that's a pirza only if it's ten amois uh, across, but four tfachim would not be a pirza. So the Gemara says, that example is talking about where there's gidude. There's a, there's a low wall, or, the, as the, or you call it the ridges. There's some wall there, and because there's some wall there, people typically don't walk there. So, so that case is also discussing a place where people typically don't walk. So we could differentiate between when everybody walks through it, so then, then already after Fort Fachem is considered a pirza. But when people do not walk through it, you have up until 
10 Amos. Okay, then the Gemara goes into a new sugya. Ketzin ma'arvin derech rishusarabim. And the Gemara asks, how can I make an Erev in rishusarabim? Which seems like you're, you're on a highway and you want to make an Erev to go from one house across the street, the, across the highway to the other house. So first the Gemara says, Tzuras Pesach, you need a Tzuras Pesach, and on one side, and a lechi, and a lechi or a kaira on the other side. Very makel. Comes along Hanania. Hanania says, it's machlekes b'shami v'sil. B'shami holds, you need to have dalus mikan, dalus mikan, door on one side, door on the other side, and it has to be locked. And b'sil holds that you need doors on one side, and either a lechi or a kaira on the other side. Something Gemara asks, hold on a second, are you allowed to make an Erev in Rishos Rabim? What in the world is going on? You can't make an Erev in Rishos Rabim. So, how do we know this? So the Gemara brings the opinion of Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda holds, by the way, that two walls are considered a Rosh Hashiach. Because according to Rav Yehuda, if you have you know, two highway walls, so you, so you can make an Erev on, you know, across the highway. But everyone argues on Rav Yehuda, and we bring a Raya from Yerushalayim. They need to have doors on both sides in order to, you know, doors on both sides in order of, of the Rosh Hashirab in order to make it, to close it off. So obviously this Brisa cannot be going like uh, cannot be talking about making an Erev in Rosh Hashanah. So therefore, Rav Yehuda says, what the Mishnah meant to say is, We're not talking about the Rosh Hashanah itself. We're talking about you have an alleyway where there's a Rosh Hashanah on either side of the alleyway. And the question is, how do I close off my alleyway in order for me to be able to ca- carry inside my Mavli? So, Rav hold, Rav passed like the Tanakhama, that there was no machlekes b'sham b'sewel. The all we need is a tzuras pesach on one side and a lechi or a kaira on the other side. But according to Rav, even when you have a mavoi that's mafulish, an open mavoi, you do not need any doors. Shmuel passed in the chananya that's machlekes b'sham b'sewel, and according to b'sewel, you need to have a dalas mikan, a door on one side, and a lechi of kaira on the other side. Then the Gemara goes into the doors have to be closed, and the bottom the, the, the bottom one is that no, the doors do not have to be closed. We went through some of the uh, proofs. Maybe the doors were stuck. But either way, as long as it's Royce, Linol, as long as it's able to be closed, it does not actually have to be closed. Okay. Then we get into, once again, the famous, uh, these, these bent mavoi. So now we get into the Nahda mavoi, which was shaped like a ches. So on one hand, we could say this is considered mafulosh because you get from one side to the other side, you keep walking, follow, follow the path, you'll end up, you know, in the street. So that should be mafulosh. On the other hand, if I walk straight, I bump right into a wall. So maybe that's not called mafulosh. So that's my So what they did was they did two chumras. They went like uh, Rav and they held it as considered mafulosh and it needs uh, extra uh, lechis, but instead of doing a lechi and a tourist of Pesach like Rav, they went like Shmuel and they put on doors. So the Gemara asks, are you allowed to do two chumras? But hold on a second. We, we, we bring a famous b'risa. If a person goes like the coolest of the Shami Hillel, then he's a Russia. If he goes to the chumras of both of them, he's a ksil b'chayshech. He's walking, he's a fool walking in the darkness. And the Gemara asks, but hold on a second, we know that you have to pass in like Basil. So perhaps that b'risa was said before the Basco, or the point was that if you, if you take and you go with the coolers of both of them, so then you're a Russia, or you go with the Chumras of both of them, then you're a fool. So either way, at the end of the day, the question is, in our situation, how could the people in Arda take the Chumras of Rav and Shmuel? So we have a few answers. Answer number one is, really Rav held that when, meaning, even though Rav said halachically you don't need you don't need doors, but when Rav would actually paskin, when they asked him a shayla, he he was extra stringent because he just wanted to make gedarim in his community. So he said, yes, you should in fact put the lasai. So it wasn't a problem. They weren't picking shmuel's chumrah. That's what Rav told him to do. That's answer number one. Answer number two is that the only time there's a concern of picking two chumras is when they in, they when they inherently contradict each other um, in, in the uh, in in the rationale behind the psak. They're contradicting each other. What would be an example? So the Gemara goes into the example of spine and a and a and a uh, skull, which have halachas in Tumah Tahara and similar halachas by Chulin by Trefos, and Beis Hillel is Mekel by Tumah and Machmir by Chul by Trefos, and Beis is Machmir by Tumah and Mekel by by. Uh, 
by Trefus. And it's based on the same reasoning of what's considered missing from the head, what's considered missing from the spine. So a person would take Beis Hillel's Kula by Toma and take Beis Shammai's Kula by Trefus, that would be considered taken to, to Kula, or the opposite, that would be considered taken to Chumras, and that would be wrong. So then the Gemara says, what about Rabbi Kiva? Rabbi Kiva, he, was, he had his fruit the first day of Shvat, and he wasn't sure, should I give Maestro Shani, because it was, it was uh, the third year, he wasn't sure if it was still year two Maestro, so year two you give Maestro Shani, year three you give Maestro Ani. He wasn't sure. Do we pass in like uh, the first day of Shvat is Rosh Hashanah Le'ilanais or Tesvav Shvat, Tuba Shvat? So he did both. So you see he's doing two Chumras that contradict each other. So the Gemara says he was Mesupik. He wasn't sure what to do. That's fine. If you're not sure and you have no one to ask, so you're not excelled by Chayshe You're not walking in the darkness. You have no one to ask. Rabbi Kippur didn't have anyone to ask. If he didn't know, nobody else knew. So therefore you are allowed to be Machmir, to be Yotza, all the Shittas. Okay, so let's go back to Erevin. So if you have a you have a mavoi that's mafulish, and you have a shusarabim on both sides, that's when we said you need to have your your uh, either either you need to pesach lechi v'kaira or you need delas and lechi v'kaira. But if one of these sides is a kamalis, everyone agrees you do never need doors. Now that was talking about a kamalis. What about a rechava? So this gets into another uh, interesting sugya, which um, you have to keep in mind regarding rechava. Rechava means there's a, like a backyard area, so it's a Roshusayachid, it's surrounded by walls. Now there is open spaces less than 10 amas, but it's a Roshusayachid, and there's an open space that goes out into Roshusarabim. But interesting detail is that nobody uses it. It's like a swampland, it's not used by people, and that comes up. In the, in, the, in the following discussion. So Rav Yehuda says, so here, let's go back to our example. You have a, you have a mavoy that's mafulish. On one side, you have Rosh Hashanah On the other side, the back of the alleyway opens up into Ruchava, into the swamp land. And from that, it goes out into Rosh Hashanah So Rav Yehuda says, Ain't sarach, you don't need anything, even though it's a mavoy mafulish, but it, it opens up into Rosh Hashanah And therefore, no concern. So the Gemara says that that must be quoted from Shmuel. But if it was quoted from Rav, we have two problems. What's the two problems? Because <coughs> Rav brings a similar case where instead of it being a rechava in the backyard, it was actually a chatzar. And Rav says you're not allowed to carry in the mavoy, which seemingly he holds that a mavoy that opens up into a chatzar, which directly opens up into a shusarabim, is considered a mavoy mafulosh. So that's number one. And he specifically chose to use chatzar as an example to show me that the only reason why it's a problem is because it's the mavoy. Meaning, I'm not concerned from the fact that the mavoy opens up into a chatzar, versus a rechava, I don't care. Whatever it opens up into, the only concern is the the fact that it leads out into Rosh Hashanah. Now, what would be the inherent concern of a, of a mavoy going into a chatzar? So there's something called nifratz b'malai l'makam asr, that if the if you have an alleyway which is open up totally on one side into a place where you're not allowed to carry two, for whatever reason, the classic reason would be because you did not make an eruv echatzeris with the other neighbors there. So this is called nifratz b'malay l'makamaser. So seemingly Rav holds that that's not a problem. Okay, so the Gemara says, why is it... Uh, the Gemara, Kasha is, at the end of the day, it must be Shmuel, because if it was Rav, why would you differentiate between Rechava and Chatzar? So Rav tells Abai, you know what? No problem. You want it to be Shmuel, it could be Shmuel. I don't care. But the Gemara says, either way, we could fit it, that everything goes with Rav, Kan Irvu and Kan Irvu. That the reason why we had different halachic decisions is all based on the Eruv. Meaning Rav really holds that Nifrat bin Lamakamaser is a problem. That if it was totally open on one side into a chatzar where you're not allowed to carry, because you didn't make an Eruv Echatzeris, it would be a problem. Independent of whether it's open to the Rosh Hashanah because it's Nifrat bin Lamakamaser. So when the Rechava case, when there's a back swamps, there's no one to make an Eruv with there. Nobody's using it. So therefore it's mutter to carry there. But if there's a chatzar, when the Mavoy opens up in the Chatz, you need to make an Eruv. If you do not make an Eruv Echatzeris, then you will not be allowed to carry in. Something Gemara says, just by the way, what was the Havamina? What was the original uh, thought process before we got into this answer? So the Gemara says the, the original thought process would be the Machlekes by both, whether they made an Eruv or 
they did not make an Erev. What would be the Machlekes? So when they did not make an Erev, the Machlekes would be like this. Meaning you have the Mavoy, and you have a Chatzar. So the Mavoy is the thin, narrow alleyway, and the Chatzar is this big, open courtyard. So when the open courtyard looks towards the Mavoy, they see something, they see they see an entranceway. So that's called Nira Mibachutz, they see an entranceway. So for them, that's called the Lechi. What about the people on the, in the Mavoy? To them, they don't see any entranceway, but... It's there, they just don't see it unless they go outside. Unless they go into the chutz, then they'll see it. This is called Nirami Bachutz, Veshav Mibafim. Rav holds that is considered a lechi, and therefore the mavoi has a lechi, the chutz has a lechi, everyone's allowed to carry. And what would Shmuel hold? Shmuel say, no, that's not a good lechi for the Mavoy, because the Mavoy people can't see it. But the Chatzor people, when they look into the Mavoy, they could see it. So the people in the Chatzor could carry, but the people in the Mavoy in the, in the, in the Mavo would not be able to carry. So that would be the Havamina regarding uh, when there was no Erev. What would be the Havamina of the, of the Machoikas She'erevu when they did in fact make an Erev? So this is, depends on the opinion of Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef says like this. When we discuss a Rechava, and we said that you have a mavoy, you have an alleyway that leads into a ruchava, leads into this back uh, backyard area where it's a swampland, nobody uses it. So there we said it does not need a eruv. It does not need, sorry, it does not need a lechi. It's, it doesn't, it's considered shaziyachet. There's no need to do anything there. So that's only when it goes into the middle of the yard, meaning what the wall tapers off. So you have your wall of your mavoy, when it hits the, the yard, the wall stops, the wall turns, it makes an L, and it doesn't go straight into, uh, on a straight line, into the Rechava. However, if it goes straight into the Rechava, and it goes straight out the door, into Rosh Hashanah, that would be a problem. Rabbah says not only that, even Zet, uh, so even, even Zet connected Zet is a problem, meaning even if the, the wall makes an, makes an L, but the Entrance to Rosh Hashanah through the Rechava is parallel to the opening of the Mavoy, that would be a problem because that looks like a Mavoy Mufolosh. So it has to be, not only does it have to be that it's not one long wall, it has to be Zesh, Shaloi Kenegazeh, that, that, that even though the, the Mavoy wall makes a right turn, it turns, it makes a L, still the outside wall that goes, the outside breach that goes into Rosh Hashanah cannot be parallel, it has to be in a different uh, side, then the uh, then the entranceway to the mavoi, then the opening of the mavoi into the chutzner. And not only that, let's say this is a private property, meaning it's owned by one person. So when it's owned by one person, we're concerned that this person might do, uh, he might remodel his backyard. If he remodels his backyard, so then he might add another piece, he might move it around. So we're, again, concerned that you should not be, you should not rely that the Rechava is not going to be aligned straight out the door, and we differentiate between a Yachad and a Rabbim, and we bring an interesting, an interesting example. Let's say a person has, meaning, how do we see that, that there's a concept, there's, there's two Chidushim uh, here. Concept number one is that we're concerned that that uh, things will change, Mechizos will change, and that we differentiate between a Yachad and a Rabbim. So, where do we see that things change? So, first of all, we have uh, an example of a mavoi. So you, a mavoi typically has three walls. Here this person only had one real wall, one stone wall in the back, and his right wall was a pile of garbage, and his left wall was the ocean, was, was you know, the river, the riverbank, and the riverbank has a telemislakate, it goes down 10 tefachim within four amas, so that is considered a wall as well. So over there, we brought an interesting story where, where the, uh, the, the Rav did not want to give a psak, they didn't want to say it's usr because there were mechitzas. They didn't want to say it's mutter because there was a concern that these things would get removed. So you see, there is there is a concern that things get removed. Yet, there's another Mishnah that says that a person is allowed to throw from his own Rosh onto a garbage heap in Rosh as long as the garbage heap is 10 tvachim above the ground. So you see that we are not concerned that the garbage is going to get removed. So the Gemara says, Kam biyachad, kam when, it's a yachad, when a person has his own garbage, so then at some point he's going to get rid of it. His wife is going to make him get rid of it. But the, the municipality garbage, if it's there, it'll stay there for a long time. So you don't have to be concerned that it's going to get removed. Another halacha, we say that Rav in the city where they had these, um, where, where they, I'm sorry, that wasn't Rav, but they had a, a place where they, sorry, it was Moremar. Moremar set up that 
when they were using water, the, the riverbank as, as a side for their, as a mechitza, he made them put nets there, like a net wall, in order for them to have a, a to have confidence that the wall is always, always going to be there, because there's a concern that that the river, uh, the river floor, the ocean floor, will no longer be a 10, 10 amma incline, there might, a decline, there might be some sediment or other things that grow there, or they get dumped on there, snapper bottles, and therefore there's always a concern that it, it, will, uh, it, will, it will get ruined. You won't have your mechitzas. Okay. Then the Gemara brings an interesting, interesting uh, example. You have going back to our bent mavoi. So what they did was in the middle they put a mat, either a yoga mat or a schach mat. They put that in the middle of the L of this mavoi akum. So the Gemara says you're not going like Rav, you're not going with Shmuel. According to Rav, you need to have a tzuras According to Shmuel, this is a um, this is first of all you need a lechi, but this is not a good, good lechi. So the Gemara says, by the way, if you would fasten the mat and make it sturdy, it would in fact be a good lechi. Okay, so let's go back to uh, not go back, but go forward. And the Gemara is going to just say one more case here. When you have a mavoi that goes into a chutzner, so the Gemara says that uh, according to Rav, that that we say that that. Um, that nirim v'chutz v'shav me'afnim is considered a good lechi. So the Gemara says we already have it. We have it by a katana and a gadol. You have a small room going into a big room, and there we say that you're allowed to carry. So you see that there's a concept of 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 nirim v'chutz v'shav me'afnim. So why is this uh, different? So the Gemara says that I would have thought to say that this one's different because nobody walks through it. Since nobody walks through the this. Uh, the the um, the 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 katana So there, there's no problem. But when people walk through it, perhaps there's a concern that this is like a rishus harabim, so to say, and perhaps we no longer have that halacha. So the gemara says, hold on a second. But we went to the brisa. The brisa says that it's actually a mishnah. When it comes to tumah v'tahara, we differentiate between a rishus hayachar and rishus harabim. So. So you have a chatzosha rabim nechnasin la bazu v'yotzin la bazu. Even if people walk through the courtyard, so it's just even though it's a chatzer, when it comes to tumah, it's considered rishosha rabim because it's no longer a secluded place. However, for Shabbos, it's called a rishosha yachad. So we see that even if people walk there, it's uh, it's still considered a rishosha yachad. So the gemara zawar thought to say that's zeshlik and egedzeh. That's only when the doors don't face each other. But if the doors face each other, maybe we would still con- we would consider it mafolish. We would consider it a no longer rishosha yachad. So the gemara says. However, according to Rav Yosef, it can never be set kenegedzeh. That never works. It always has to be zesh looking at So then, what would be the chiddush? So the Gemara says, I would have thought to say that when we said that by Tumah Tahara, and we compared it to Shabbos, we said Shabbos is considered a rishosiyachid, even if people walk there. Maybe that's only lechumra that if someone throws something from a highway into this chutzner that's walled off, we would say that that is considered haitzah. Lechumra, this is considered rishosiyachid. But who says you're allowed to carry? Inside this chutzner, perhaps not. So kamash mulan. That is why we needed it to tell me. Then the gemara goes into a discussion of a nadal. So nadal is your uh, centipede. So imagine you have a a uh, a bunch of blocks together, a mavoy, where it branches into different alleyways. So what do you do? So what they did was they made a surah pasach by the big entranceways, they made a big doorway, and by the smaller entranceways, they made a lechei v'kara, but they didn't put anything on the bends. So the Gemara said he didn't do like anyone. According to Shmuel, you don't need Tzuras HaPesa because Shmuel holds a, a, a lechei, a mavoi akum, is dina kesasim, it's closed off, and therefore all you need is a lechei v'kara by the entranceway. And why we not be choshish for Rav? They need to do something by the bends. So therefore, what they ended up doing was they did put the the Tzuras HaPesach, by the Benz, to be Yaitzah Rav. Then we get into a few more interesting questions. You have Tzidah uh, Arach and Tzidah Katzer. Let's say you have one side is longer than the other one, meaning you have, your, you have to go back to your Mavoy. Your Mavoy is the shape of a Ches, and one leg or one wall comes out more than the other one. Where do I put my Kairat? Do I have to put it by the smaller wall? Uh, you know, 
putting putting it across by the end of the small wall and taking out some of my big wall, I won't be able to use it as uh, as my mavoy. Or can I put it on a diagonal? So the Gemara says, well, it depends. If it's it goes out for, if the if it's four amos longer than the smaller wall, so then if it's more than that, then it's like a rishus on its own and it doesn't work. However, if the, if it's not four amos longer than the the smaller wall, so then you are allowed to put it on an angle. So by the way. There's a Amor Rav Kahana uh, puts himself in there, and he says that either way, 10 Amos would be too long. Meaning if, it's, if the beam, the Kaira, is wider than 10 Amos, that would be possible. However, Rav says that either way, one is not allowed to put the beam across, and he says, I'll tell you, Pshat, that I learned that it's Mishom Heker, that the reason why the beam uh, cannot be put across on an angle is because a beam has to be there for a hacker, and you're not going to have a good hacker when a person is 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 is, uh, is underneath the the angled kaira that doesn't work as a good hacker, and therefore you always have to put it across the smaller wall going to the bigger wall, but not uh, on an angle, not on a diagonal. It has to be uh, perpendicular to the mavoi at and a 90 degree angle starting from the smaller wall. Okay, then the Gemara goes into a shadow that we mentioned previously a few times. Can a person use underneath the, can you use the space underneath the Kaira? So one sheet to hold its mutter, one sheet to hold its asr, and you have machlekes. What, what, what is the machlekes? Either, either we argue if, it's a, if the Kaira is there for a hacker or, is it, or it's there as a mechitza, or do we say that everyone agrees it is a hacker, that the kaira is a hacker, but we differentiate milagav or milabar, that what's the hacker? The hacker is on the inside of, of the mavoy, the hacker is on the outside of the mavoy. And the third uh, way to figure out this machlekes is everyone agrees it's a mechitza, meaning there's an imaginary wall coming down, and the machlekes is, can I use underneath the kaira? Well, it depends. Is the imaginary wall coming from the chudia pnimi, coming down from the inside of this beam, and therefore you cannot use uh, underneath the kaira, or is it coming from the chuda hechitzayin, the outside of the uh, the outside part of the beam, and then you could in fact use the space underneath the kaira. Okay, so I really did this for myself. It was great uh, chazara. If anybody listens to this, let me know. Um, have a good night.